Welcome to Baking with House of Bread. And today I am going to talk about King's Cake or the Three Kings Day Bread. And when I say it's a cake, it really is more of a dough. Uh, it's a pretty stiff dough. It's not flaky and light and fluffy like a cake. And it is associated with the Festival of Epiphany which marks the end of the Christmas season. That's your Three Kings Day. And then other places will use it as the Mardi Gras or Fat Tuesday celebration, and that's before Lent. So this year, 2021, Mardi Gras is February 16th, and Three Kings Day is January 6th. Three Kings Day doesn't change, so it's always January 6th, and it's also called the Festival of Epiphany, which marks the official end of Christmas season. And it's for this reason that if you go to church, you'll notice that your Christmas decorations are left up until after this date. And it also is a good reason if you want to leave your decorations up. So I like the look and feel of the bakery when we decorate it for Christmas. So I leave it up uh, through January 6th. And even at home, I like smell the Christmas tree more than I like the look of it. And so I leave it up too. Both of these days, the Three Kings Day and the Mardi Gras, celebrate the story of the three kings who followed the star of Bethlehem to bring gifts to the Christ child. So incidentally, house of bread happens to mean Bethlehem in Hebrew. And I remember telling my parents I was going to open up a bread bakery, which they weren't too excited about that. But they, uh, well, they got used to the idea. But when I told my mom and I was thinking about names, I was going to name it house of bread. Oh, she liked that one. Um, and she said, did you know it means Bethlehem? And I'd like to say I did, but the truth be told, I did not. I got the idea from the House of Blues, which was a kind of a bar music venue in Boston that I used to go to. While we were talking about the Three Kings Day and the King's Cake, it's the same recipe we use for both of them. And the difference is, is we decorate the loaves differently after they come out of the oven. And both of these cakes will have babies inside. And really it's shaped like a big huge donut. And like I said, we just top it differently. So for, for the Three Kings cake, we decorate with dried fruit. I happen to use apricots, dried cranberries. And then I'll cut up either like mango pieces or um, pineapples, whatever dried fruit that looks pretty good in the store. And I'll put strips on that. And then I don't frost that loaf either. So there's no powdered sugar dusting or no frosting of, of white powdered sugar and water or vanilla like we do for the king's cake. And that one, you have to have a real liquid type of frosting on top because you want to get the colored sugars, which are yellow, purple, and green, for them to stick on the loaf. Those colors signify yellow gold for power, green for justice, and purple for faith. As the story goes, if you find the baby in the three kings cake then you are going to host the family of candlemas which is on february 2nd which is the feast of the presentation of jesus christ now if you find the baby in the mardi gras king cake then you are responsible for providing the mardi gras king's cake next year and or hosting the party and Mardi Gras is what most people think of when they think of King's Cake. And Mardi means Tuesday. 
in French and gras means fat. So that's why we call Mardi Gras Fat Tuesday. And the idea is that it's a day before Lent. Lent is that 40 days that starts on Ash Wednesday right after Fat Tuesday. And that's where you got to go 40 days and you're supposed to give something up. Supposed to coincide with Moses being lost in the desert for 40 days, I believe. Then it ends with Easter. Fat Tuesday Mardi Gras changes every year, and this year it happens to be February 16th, and not so with King's Cake, or excuse me, with the Three Kings Day, which is set at 12 days post-Christmas, and so it is on January 6th every year. There's a lot of religion associated with these loaves, but keep in mind, you don't have to believe in anything to enjoy the King's Cake. And it's a pastry-style sweet dough, and it's pretty rich and dense. You'll see that this is a straight dough. And so I'm going to list the ingredients for you, but keep in mind is that I'm also going to include the recipe in the show notes, so you don't have to bother writing it down. So you just want to get a big enough mixing bowl. This is going to make a um, either one huge king's cake, or it's going to make two smaller ones. And it's a half a cup of honey three cups of white flour. I prefer to use a bread flour, and but we don't need to make this a very high loaf. So you don't need to have it stretch a lot. So you don't need all that higher gluten that's in bread flour. So you can go ahead and use a pastry flour if that's all you got. And then one cup of whole wheat flour, one tablespoon of salt, one tablespoon of vanilla, two eggs at room temperature preferably but if you come out of the refrigerator it's not a big deal it's just going to take a little bit longer to proof and then a quarter cup of butter that softened well when i say that it's ideally it's just a little melted too so it's not like making cookies where you don't want anything melted is it's it's going to disperse in the dough easier if it's partially melted and then partially kind of soft and then two packages of yeast or one and three-fourths tablespoon of dried yeast and one and a half cups of milk that's warmed. I prefer whole milk because people taste the fat and fat tastes better in general. And when I say warmed, it's like the same thing with water when you're doing any type of bread. It should, well, in these type of breads, it should be about 100 degrees, but you don't need to take the temperature of the milk. Just put it in the microwave, take it out, and I don't want it boiling. So if you can drink it, then it's good for the yeast. So the yeast is good, likes a nice warm milk, but it doesn't want it too hot. Because you basically, if you put a boiling liquid on the yeast, it's going to kill it. And so that's why you want to avoid that. Tradition calls for the plastic baby to be put inside the dough. The babies, you can purchase them. They have them at hobby stores, or there's plenty of different shapes and sizes you can buy on Amazon, too. And you just want to make sure that these babies are big enough to be seen. Um, one time I bought, like, 500 little babies because I thought they were a really good deal. Well, they were, they, were, they were super small. So I want to get babies at least an inch big because I don't want people to not see it and then chow down on it. Kind of worried about liability, but uh, I mean, also too, I just don't want people choking on babies that are in breads. On our label, we put in there like, caution, there is a plastic baby inside. I would buy one at least an inch big. And they have different colors if you want to play around with different colors. What's happened a couple of times actually is that we um, get more orders than I anticipate, run out of these plastic babies. 
So then I got to go to the hobby store at the last minute and I got to buy like six plastic babies and you pay like, you know, almost a dollar a piece where you can get like 30 of them online beforehand for same price. Better off getting in advance. And then the other thing I, I tried doing one time is um, I took little bits of dough and made a baby and then baked my dough babies. And um, so they came out and yeah, they did kind of look like babies. And I was pretty excited about it because I'm like, okay, I don't have to buy babies and I don't have to worry about people choking on the plastic. You know, I don't really like using that much plastic. So I was pretty excited about these dough babies. And so then I put it into the dough. It disintegrated. It during the baking process, I don't know if it disintegrated or whatever, but you couldn't discern the baby. So that idea didn't work. Your dough is rising. So you want to let it rise for about an hour and a half. And if your house is super warm, it might take an hour. Um, it basically is going to get double in size. Um, if you live in a cooler environment, you can give it two hours. And it's pretty difficult to overproof this dough. So if you end up getting diverted and it sits out there for three hours, it's going to be fine. What you want to do is shape it somewhat like a baguette. So you're kind of rolling, kind of put your dough out and then shape it you know, sort of like a football size, right? And then you're pushing in the middle and you're rolling out. And that's how you do a baguette. So think down and out. And then you get the, a long rope-like shape. And now what you want to do is you basically just take your hands and flatten it. So I don't want a rounded rope. I want a flat rope because what I'm going to do is I'm going to take some brown sugar and cinnamon and put it in the middle. Everyone has their own traditions when it comes to these recipes. This is what we have on hand. So in some traditional Mardi Gras, they'll use like a praline cream. I've also seen people use an almond paste. And so feel free to be creative here. I like to use the same brown sugar and cinnamon that we use for the cinnamon rolls. And what that is, is a 16 to one ratio. So it's one cup of brown sugar to one tablespoon of cinnamon and that's your mixture and then I spread pretty good layer on that flattened baguette so to speak and and then I curl it up in there and I use my hands and I pinch along there well I put the baby in there too so I got the baby in there somewhere and I pinch along there and I seal all that brown sugar and cinnamon and the baggie in there and then I round it again like a baguette and now you circle it together and think of like a big bagel or donut. But you don't really want to have the ends just meet because that's a really weak seam and it's no doubt going to separate on you when you bake. Remember when you put these things, they can look perfect when you put them into the oven and, and then you have, <laughs> you have no more control of what happens during the baking process. If you have dough in a loaf pan, it'll generally spring up. But if you got a round you know, bagel shape, it's going to go in too. And I like to have a hole in my king's cake or three king's day, just like I like to have a hole in the bagel. And the other thing is, is that, like I said, you don't want it to just meet. So go over an inch. So take your big rope, put it together, and then go an inch over so that you're meeting. And that way you can grab it and you can seal it. It'll come apart less likely if, if you go over it. And um, just squeeze as hard as you can basically with your hands and that'll seal that up. And then you want to make sure that your ring is even because if it's a little bit thicker in one area, then it's going to look like a lopsided 
cake. And so I want it even height when it comes out of the oven. And so remember your slight variations, it's just a little bit higher over here uh, on your left than it is on your right. It's not that big of a deal when it's dough, but then when it comes out of the oven, everything got magnified. Take your hands, let's say that one part of your, your ring is thicker or higher. Just take your hands and squeeze it. If you squeeze it, it'll kind of disperse itself to the other areas of your ring. And so you, you want a nice even ring and you want like a four inch hole. Because anticipate whatever hole size you got, it's going to grow in a couple inches. And that depends upon how, on the size of your dough, if you divide it in half or whatnot. Put a bigger hole than you want because it's going to grow in together. The next step is, is that it proofs again. So let it proof for, it really depends upon the temperature. Like I said, you're not going to overproof this guy, but once you got it shaped, um, I like to go like a half an hour um, before I bake it. And then so for the Three Kings bread, what we'll do is um, we will egg wash it. So just crack an egg, take a pastry brush, break up your egg, and then brush it. And that'll give it a nice golden color. And then we take our dried fruit and we kind of disperse it around the loaf. And that happens before it bakes. It happens beforehand. For the king's cake or your Mardi Gras loaf, we used to egg wash it, but then I decided what the heck we're doing that for because by the time you get all the sugars on there, you're not going to notice if it's egg washed or not. So I don't like to have extra steps in the bakery, so we don't egg wash our Mardi Gras loaves. For that, is basically just bake it. So your decoration happens after it's baked. So Three Kings Day is before it's baked. Mardi Gras loaf, it's after it's baked. After your Mardi Gras loaves come out of the oven, I like to do it when they're still a little warm, not like hot, hot, but um, you know, let them cool for 10, 15 minutes. And what you're gonna use is, it's like a powdered sugar and vanilla frosting. And so I like to have about a tablespoon of vanilla and about a tablespoon of water and a cup of powdered sugar. And so it's a pretty thin consistency, but it's got to stay on the loaf. So I don't want it too runny. So if you feel like it's too runny, just add some more powdered sugar. Or if it's too thick, it's not spreading on your loaf, then add some more water. And usually you should get there in about two tablespoons to one cup of powdered sugar. And then you spread it all on the loaf. Now you have something for your colored sugars to stick on. And I wouldn't buy the pre-made colored sugars. I mean, you can. Um, I looked online and they're super expensive and you're just better off making it at home because you can save your dyes until next year or let's say you want to do some green bread for St. Patrick's Day. Anyway, so you can use your colors later. Um, they preserve really well and your colored sugar is not so much and so they dry out a bit. It's super easy to make. All you do is just take a plastic bag and you put in like a cup of granulated sugar and then throw in a tiny bit, like a teaspoon to start with. Just move the sugar all with the dye and it'll turn purple. We've actually had to mix, you know, the colors, you know, the red and blue to get purple before. But to be honest with you, I, I don't really, <laughs> it didn't turn out very well. It looked kind of too dark. I want a bright festive purple, not, not really a dark murky purple. And so I would just go ahead and, unless you're an artist, which I'm not, but I would just buy the purple dye. Same thing with the green. I don't like mixing colors. I just buy the green dye. 
put it into a, obviously you're gonna use a separate bag for your each of your three colors. And then what you do is you take a, you can sprinkle it on, but to be honest, it's harder to get it on the loaf. If I find it gets halfway all over my counter. So what I do is I just take a handful of, you know, the gold or yellow, whatever you want to call it, and I just pat it on there. And what you want to shoot for is to have every color alternating. So however you want to start first, doesn't really matter what order, right? So yellow, your green, your purple, and then do it again, yellow, green, and purple. So you want to at least have two parts of one color. In other words, you've got three colors, so there should be six places with the different colors on there. And that is your king's cake. If you're going to be giving it as a gift, I would buy those plastic containers. And so you can buy them generally at grocery stores or restaurant supply stores, Smart and Final has them, Costco. You can buy online uh, if you're going to make a lot of these king's cakes for gifts. And it's um, webrestaurant.com. And so the size that we use is we use a 16-inch round platter, and then we've got a dome lid. And the reason I like to put it in there, because I don't want the frosting to stick to the top of the bag. So if you use a plastic bag, it's going to stick. It's not going to look good. So I would invest in a better container to showcase your loaf. When we talk about the kneading, I've got several there's some youtube videos that talk about kneading more so but basically you just need this thing like a normal dough to get your good dough stage you want to bake it at a relatively lower oven temperature and i don't want to burn especially when i got my dried fruit on my three king's cake i don't want to burn those so try to do it somewhere around 350 degrees is an oven temperature and if you're going to make two of them you can do two different shelves in your oven um, but preheat it, and I would spray pretty liberally before you put it on the pan because this, these things kind of stick a little bit more so. And then it's going to bake generally around 30 minutes. And you want to check your temperature, see if it's done, basically. is It's 180 degrees when dough turns into bread. And I don't really want it going much higher than that. Um, so sometimes, with like, especially with like the harder crusted breads, I want it to go over 200 degrees but not for my dessert breads. I want it to be right around 180 degrees. And then you just take it out and let it cool and then go ahead and frost it and sugar it if you're doing the Mardi Gras loaf. Otherwise your three kings cake, you did that before you baked, so you're all good to go. If you want to put that one in a bag, it's not as a big of a deal because it's not gonna to stick to the bag because you don't have the sugar on top. And like I said beforehand in commercial you really got to think about packaging people buy with their eyes first so it's important that your your loaves not only taste great they got to be packaged well to make the sales all right everybody i hope you enjoyed this episode and i encourage you to give it a shot even if you missed three kings day on january 6th that's also the start of the mardi gras season so if you're from new orleans you probably already know this that they celebrate all season long and the season gets kicked off on january 6th and then it'll end on february 16th until next time everybody happy baking